Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Heavy Handed Edition. I'm your host, Heavy Handed Jay. I watched Kobe run, bro. Like this motherfucker would hit 13 threes and a... This motherfucker Kobe is Steph Curry. This motherfucker is... Is... Uh, is Uga Duplo. I'm, t- I'm talking about with the ball head and the bob. Mm-hmm. That's a bad motherfucker, man. This- you're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. Back on demand, 100 grand, green egg in hand, it's your man, heavy handed jet. Yeah. Do it again. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. Told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all want some? Beat him down, beat you down. Who else wants some? Who else wants some of the D-Ball? <laughs> you want my spot flash? Huh? Well, you ain't gonna get it. Because you ain't got it. Today we're gonna go over... Uh, how to solve the problem of you being heavy-handed. Uh, being heavy-handed is, is a big issue. If you're not 
athletic or if there's any athleticism needed for you to do do a golfer, yes, there's athleticism needed. There's anticipation needed. There's touch needed. And I am completely out of the loop on what it takes to drive a, a race car really fast. To drive a car, I, I assume it takes a lot of balls. But I rarely touch 100 miles per hour in a vehicle on any road. And when I do, boy, I'm living on the edge to myself. For these guys to be going on ever 200, whatever the hell they're doing, you know, they definitely doing something I'm not wanting or willing to do. I just don't know if it takes athleticism to do it at all. That's all I'm saying. Nonetheless, man, it's a beautiful June 24th. June 24th, we are here. It's been a wild 2020. But we just going to jump right into the shit, though, man. You know, all the salutations, they really jump and all of that. But sometimes I just want to get into the potatoes of the thing, you know. Sometimes when you're warming up with your lady, it's you know they say it's great to have foreplay, but every now and again, every now and again, you just gotta get straight to work. You know you can't come to work some days and have the water cooler. Some days you gotta get straight out there on that pipeline and start drilling for that oil. And that's what we're gonna do here tonight on the heavy-handed edition, man. So. First, let's get some juices going, actually. Why not? A little juice is a little juice in uh, our beloved sport, America's beloved sport. The NFL was in the news cycle this past week, and the biggest story is Max Prescott, if he has signed, but I don't believe he has signed, it's reported, and we'll get some details about it, it's reported, Max is going to sign that franchise tag for the Dallas Cowboys. No, I'll talk, I'll be hold out at that, I want to take the, the Cowboys five-year off. A four-year offer at a certain price, at a um, an incremental dollar amount. As the NFL cap goes up yearly, that wants to be compensated more yearly. Last report, the Cowboys were comfortable giving that flat, you know, thirty-two, I believe it was. Here's your flat, Dak. You can have this for four or five years. No, no, man. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna treat me. These other guys are getting treated. You're going to treat me like Carson Wentz. You're going to treat me like Kirk Cousins. And you're going to treat me like Russell Wilson. I mean, by the numbers, by the metrics, he should be treated as good as Jared Goff, who got his payday, Earl. Carson Wentz, who got his payday, even though he had a, a, a career that's been injury-riddled here and there. But when it was time to pay up, these franchises paid up. Jeff Goff, not Jeff Goff, gets paid before time. 
uh, Russell Wilson just becomes the uh, highest paid quarterback in the NFL, rightfully so. And Dak, the next in line um, to proceed with his predecessor of getting the next guy who was supposed to take this thing to that next level and be paid quarterback all-time temporarily. And it just didn't happen. I think all the numbers, and here's the, the conundrum with old Dak, all the numbers look like he's a quarterback you pay. But for the life of me, and I think this is what everybody says, just with your eyes. Whoa, 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 regular, regular, regular. With your eyes, man. With your eyes, man. I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't deny it. With the eye test, there, there's something old Dak is missing. He has the high passer rate. He has the the um the the wins. He has the playoff wins. He has everything a quarterback in his third or fourth year. He's done everything uh, for a quarterback you draft in a second round, I would believe. You asked to do come and be a leader of your team, and he is a leader. Some not every quarterback's a leader. Some guys are just the quarterback, but that assumes that role too. But let's be honest. When we watching him, it ain't Aaron Rodgers, and it's just whoa, 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 regular, regular, regular. And and, and that's not a discredit, Dak. And I almost hate to say it, to be honest with you. Almost hate to say it, man. To be honest, because that for for what what the numbers and the numbers don't lie, they don't. But it's just something about what I see on the field. I think what a lot of people will see is that just says, "Is this guy not elite? Can you win a a championship with this guy?" And I think that's the, the lingering question. Now, I'm definitely in, in the corner of that paid here. Because, look, I'm the numbers don't lie guy. It's like Dennis Green said, we are what our record says we are. Look, man, you are what the numbers say you are. And the numbers say Dak is pretty good, and the numbers say Dak is a guy paid. And the Cowboys just have not complied. And they've paid Ezekiel Elliott with a big bonus. They've paid Demarcus uh, Lawrence. They've paid a few dudes around But they are not paying the guy that's supposed to lead this team to a championship. A little slow at the trigger here. So, Dak, and then what everyone's going to talk about is Kirk Cousins here. Kirk took that franchise tag two years and still made it out. But essentially what you're doing with the franchise tag is placing all your bets on one year and hoping to get it right the next year. But you only have one year guarantee. So it's scary. It's scary. So let's let's, let's get some details on Dak's uh, franchise tag of $31.4 million that uh, he's assigned here soon. Let's get some details. After what has been a prolonged negotiation between the two sides in search of a long-term deal, Prescott will become the tenth franchise or transition tag player to sign his tender this offseason, but by far the most notable. 
Dak Prescott will make more than $31 million next season if he does play under that tag, making the Cowboys the only team in the NFL paying three players at least $20 million per year. If Dak and the Cowboys can't reach a deal by July 15th, he'll be the first quarterback to play a season under the tag since Kirk Cousins in 2017. So the man who broke the news himself, Shefty, we're going to turn to you to start things off. Why now for Dak Prescott signing his tag tender? I think this is something that he's been thinking about all along, Field. And again, you're in a situation where we're in a pandemic. We don't know whether there'll be fans this year. We don't know whether the revenues will be dropping. There are a lot of unanswered questions. And in a time of uncertainty, I think Dak Prescott is opting for the certainty of $31.4 million that become guaranteed once he does sign that franchise tag, which I'm told he will do today. And again, to have that guaranteed does not preclude the two sides from having those contract talks, though they're no further along at this point in time. Dak continues to want a four-year deal. The Cowboys want him to sign a five- or longer-year deal, and the two sides have been unable to bridge their differences. So if Dak Prescott and the Cowboys cannot work out their differences by July 15th, Dak would play this year for $31.4 million. The two sides would be barred from having any talks about any extension until after the season. And maybe they find themselves right back in the same spot next year. And if the salary cap stays flat or goes down, the cost of franchising Dak next year would be about $37.7 million. That shit. Look, man, we all know those of us who play a sport like football, and for those who of who of us haven't, I think we all know that this is one of the most dangerous sports there is. Every single play could be your last. And Dak having to put it on the line one season. And then there's been others, Kirk Cousins, um, you know, We'll, we'll call him the franchise tag god because he's everyone's reference point to a guy who did it and it worked out for him. There, there's no guarantees in this thing. Um, and I think also by the numbers, has done what's been asked of him. In my estimation, he should be getting paid. And the Cowboys just ain't giving Dak enough respect. And I'm going to put some respect on Dak. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Stop playing with my fucking name. Dak is deserving of a bird call. But it seems like Dak's taking the stance of that. You want to go and fold and take their five-year deal. Or before I sit out an entire season, I personally don't recommend for any I don't think that works good in the NFL, um, especially at quarterback. Let me just go ahead and get this 31.4. We'll do this again next year. Maybe that's Dak's uh, stance point at the moment. I don't think it's totally fair, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad, mad at it. I wouldn't, you know, uh, hey, I would feel like you guys aren't sold on me. And that's a strain to the relationship, and that's something you're skipping about daily. Can this relationship be repaired? Can the trust, if you're not willing to bet on me, making me, you're forcing me to bet on myself because 
lot of work, man. What you're saying is, hey, you know, we'll pay you a little extra this year, but hey, man, it's all on you. You end yourself, you know, that's the end of you. We'll still be here. You'll go home and take this check and that'll be for you. And uh, that's the corner is back into. And I don't think that anyone ever leaves being put in that position and uh, is happy. And it's happy, man. So, uh, really not feeling you right now. feel like you paid Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and I just get the, 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 the feel of Jerry Jones as being a guy who goes from his gut instead of his head to that type of old businessman. Whereas, like, I just like this guy. He's my type of guy. Come on, Nick. Come on here sign this dotted line. I got extra $90 million for him. Back, I don't know. You know, you, you don't look like Troy, and you know this, this kind of shit. And, and for that, we got a new thing on, on the heavy-handed edition. You know, we got the good old call where we're bird man, when we're putting some respect on his name. We play the old bird man, right? We give him a bird call. We got a sucker, a bird call for suckers now. This is new to the show. And I think Jerry Jones, you know, for putting Dak in this position back against the list all one season, Dak doesn't want to accept it. You know, there's, there's some opinion, but this is my Jerry, you get the first sucker for a call. You're a sucker. You're going to be a sucker. You understand? Punk, man. Sir. Shout out to Ted Reed, and that is that. But um, Dak out here, man, having to do what he got to do. But um, Dak, that's your bro. Hang My nigga. <laughs> Stay healthy out there, brother, and uh, all this upcoming season. Moving on. Who ever thought have a conversation about NASCAR? NASCAR has recently made national national news. Trending first three on ESPN. So for, for far too long, the thought of NASCAR being a bunch of right turns or left turns, whatever it is, and like I I preluded to earlier in the, in the conversation. Look, I don't know if you need to be an athlete. Do that. I don't know if you just had a really fast car with great mechanics and dudes who can take wheels off really quickly and do all the stuff they do in that pit was pretty cool. They can do that really quick I'm, and you're 50. I don't know. I don't know. You can don't know. Okay? Anyway, NASCAR making national news. Well, for reasons you probably wouldn't if you think if you're a NASCAR person, you'd be happy about it. For NASCAR to gain public spotlight, you'd like it to be some reason why you know, these guys in these cars have become mainstream. You know, I don't know where NASCAR ranks upon, uh, among the uh, sports um, important, or you know, just how much viewership, whatever it be. I don't know where NASCAR ranks, but I know it ain't three to four to five. It might fall. 
women's tennis or something like that. Give me a second. But next car in the news for an ugly story. Now, hold on a second. A guy named um, Bubba Wallace, he's in the news for, um, he's in the news for having a noose hung in his garage. Incredible story, right? A noose hung in his garage. Now, Bubba Wallace is a black and white guy. Good looking kid, right? Um, I, before this, never knew of him, and I'm sure many of you might never have heard of this dude before. But now, Bubba Wallace is a national figure. And Bubba Wallace is kind of the poster boy for NASCAR at the moment. So, a news is found on Bubba Wallace's garage. The FBI did an investigation and comes to the conclusion that it is not a hate crime. And the noose was found at Bubba's garage sometime as early as 2019, October of 2019. Look, man, I know this ain't funny. But it's damn funny. <laughs> a fucking noose. I mean, and then they they excuse it by being the way they close the garage door. Look, man, I have a garage. It's pretty made of wood for the most part. I have an electric door opener. There's this thing called a genie. So you mean to tell me that Bubba Wallace on the Tom Petty team, they have to open their garage with a damn rope? And mind you, this rope is only at Bubba Wallace's garage. And the FBI came in and concluded through their thorough investigation was indeed not a crime and was just a coincidental thing used to close a door. Tied and fashioned what they call as a noose. And if you're able to look on CNN and see the, the footage of the CNN, it's hilarious. I, I, I can't lie to you. <laughs> Some terrible people out there in the world, man. I don't think it's normal to even have thoughts of nooses. Like, who's thinking of that? There's some that are saying this is absolutely fake news. And I guess Bubba Wallace is out here trying to get some victim plight in this Black Matters era. But the thing is, NASCAR placated right into it in the parade and had everybody marching behind him alienated their entire fan base. So I'm confused. I am really confused. If it's fake news, then why would NASCAR totally play into it and alienate their entire fan base? Are they attempting to have a new image with this as the poster boy? 
They've gotten rid of Confederate flags. That, that, that was the stuff they've taken pride in and have been exclusive and happily exclusive. If you ask me, wallowing the sentiment of hate, for lack of a better word. Really not for lack of a better word. That's really what it is, wallowing in it. Telling a whole bunch of all this thing, man. Now, uh, and it's important to know that Wallace did not report this. Wallace has not seen it. It was a NASCAR official that, that reported this being seen in Bubba's garage. Just hilarious, though. I mean, why somebody? It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a little Bubba details here, a little bit on Bubba. One second here. For a moment, a stunning display of solidarity on the racetrack helped soothe a nation reeling from racial tension. But now confusion after a noose found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace, the only black driver in NASCAR's Cup Series, may not have been directly targeting the driver. The FBI saying, after a thorough review of the facts and evidence surrounding this event, we have concluded that no federal crime was committed. New video evidence showing the noose found in Wallace's garage number four was in that garage as early as October 2019, before it was his, and months before Wallace demanded NASCAR ban Confederate flags. This YouTube video, posted in December, appears to show that same garage stall with a pull rope hanging from it in the shape of a noose. It's not known if this is the same video seen by the FBI. That way. Wallace speaking overnight on CNN after the FBI's findings. It was a noose that was either, whether tied in 2019 or, or whatever, it was a noose. He also responded to criticism on social media and the trending Twitter hashtag, fake noose. Uh, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm mad because people are trying to test my character and the person that I am and my integrity. His racing team later responding as well. No member of Richard Petty Motorsports, nor Wallace, had any involvement with the presence of the rope. NASCAR's president, Steve Phelps, expressing relief. It is fantastic to hear from the FBI definitively that there was not a hate crime. Despite the last several days, catapulting a sport dogged by concerns of historical prejudice into a show of unity. NASCAR's only black majority owner, John Cohen, says Wallace's stand for social justice has likely transformed the sport. We're going to gain a whole new base. And Bubba Wallace already gained a new base of fans. He, he's, he's, he's a superhero right now to most kids. A driver using his superpowers to summon permanent change. I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, and I've always stood by this, but I, I want everybody to feel welcome. Look, is this strategic maneuvering on the Coming out of the days of the old, the days of the new, wanting to have a new image, maybe gain mainstream appeal. Let me tell you something, NASCAR. If that's if that's the uh, plan here, we still not going to no fucking racetrack, man. Black folks still ain't gonna be down there watching no goddamn cars day. all the time. To this day, to this day. We're not going to do it, man. So, and I really don't think that's the, the the plan because they essentially are alienating their entire fan base here. 
alienating everything that associated with the sport, if you ask me. So I'm really interested on here is for those who say it is fake news, it seems like NASCAR is playing right into it. They had no resistance. Um, so I'm a bit confused. If it's Bubba Wallace, I, I don't really see how this works out for him because not like he's a great driver or anything. You still got to win. And then it's not like black people are going to start coming to the track because this black guy is now one of the faces of the sport. And in the same breath, NASCAR is just alienated their entire family. So I'm really not sure with this one. I'm a bit confused. More than Let me see. Six one two. How you doing, my man? Doing well, sir. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing today? Yeah, I just wanted to say about the Bubba Wallace situation. Um, I think. Yeah, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me now? I got. Can you. you can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. No, I was just yeah. saying the, the yeah. Bubba Wallace situation. I compare it to what we saw with Jesse uh, Smollett. Remember what uh, the actor from Empire did a couple uh, couple months ago when he faked the hate crime? Yeah. yeah so what, what you have to understand is there there is in our current culture, our culture glorifies victimhood. So there's actual, if you will, it's like social currency when you can be a victim. It's it's, it's the reason why Jesse did what he did. You know, you would ask yourself like, what would motivate him? to fake being attacked by two white supremacists in Chicago. Like, what, what motivated Justice Lament to do it? It's the same reason that's motivating Bubba Wallace, is that in our, in, our, in our culture today, when you are a victim of a hate crime, especially in this current environment where racial tensions are at all-time high, you can then come across and you can leverage it for your own benefit. That's why these people do this. That's why there's been a massive rise in hate crime, in false hate crimes, Nationwide, basically since Trump became president, because people want to use it for their benefit. You hear what I'm saying? So that's why he did that. So let me ask you a question. And so it's confirmed that the news was actually there. Okay? So it's not like the news wasn't there. The news is there. So how do you explain that part? Well, how long has it been there? Well, it doesn't. Well, if it's been there since last October. It's still a news Yeah. So how do you and, explain and that? Was, and now, now let's, 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 let's flip it on the other side. There's other details you got to include as well. So not just that the news was there since October, but the garage itself, it wasn't like a garage that was always assigned to Bubba Wallace. That garage mm-hmm. actually belonged to other drivers. It's just that on this particular occasion, Bubba Wallace and his team happened to use that garage. So hmm. what, what, what initially when the story first came out, the way they tried to frame it was that somebody knew that that was Bubba Wallace's garage and they set that noose up there as a way to make a threat to him. And that's, what the, that's how it was initially proposed. You remember that, right? That's, I'm sure that's what yeah. you thought in the beginning when you first heard the story. But now when yeah. we find out, oh, it's been there since October, and that's not even his garage, that's just a garage that be, different teams use every now and then, then you realize, oh, this isn't what it was said to be at all. Now you can make a case and say, well, why did somebody even form a garage pool in, in the in the in the way of a noose? But the initial story was it was supposed to be targeted at Bubba Wallace, 
because of his stance, his political stance on the whole Black Lives Matter thing and all that. That's what they try to do. Now, he got right. caught up. It got exposed. That wasn't the case. And now he's got to backtrack. Now, I don't know. Did you see his interview with Don Lemon on CNN? Yeah. I just played some sound from it. Yeah. Yeah, so if you see that interview, you know it's bullshit. You can just see it. I mean, even even Don Lemon was, wasn't buying what he was trying to sell. Because he, he got caught up, man. And he's trying to he's trying to do the PR spin, just like Jesse Slamet did when Jesse Slamet got caught up. He tried to spin it. Because so that's what these people are, thing. man. So so my thing is people who are victims of real hate crimes, they are not done justice when people like this, these so called celebrities, do these do these fake stunts to try to benefit their own themselves and build their names up. It's it's not right, man. And as a black man, I don't like it when I don't appreciate it when people pull stunts like this. So let me ask you this then, because I'm still trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can talk me off the ledge here. And you're doing good. You're doing good. So then why didn't NASCAR stand and say, no, that is not happening. Somewhat highly coincidental. That's not what And we don't need to entirely revamp our entire existence. We don't need to um, entirely alienate our entire fan base. Why did NASCAR do such a knee-jerk reaction and completely bend over a barrel? Why didn't they stand their ground and say, no, that's not what happened here, and that wouldn't happen on our, in our territory? I mean, you, I mean, that's kind of an obvious answer. I mean, the current environment we're in right now, there's hypersensitivity towards anything involving any racial issues whatsoever. And every corporation right now is going out of their way to make sure that they're not, they're not even going to be accused of some form of racism. That's why they did it. Wow. And they're doing it to protect so their bottom they, line, just like every company. They their entire fan base to that extent, to where they... To they of course, man. We're talking about millions and billions of dollars. This isn't, this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't like, you know, rocket science. This is about the money. So companies all around America... That you, why, why, for example, why do you think all these companies are donating to Black Lives Matter or putting out these tweets acknowledging Black Lives Matter? You think they're doing it because they actually care about the cause? Of course not. They're doing it to, to make sure that they cover themselves and that no one can turn around and be attack them or come against them on social media so they don't take a hit. That's all it is, okay, man. So, Everything so in our society is superficial. Who wins? Because I don't see where Bubba wins. Because Jesse Smollett if that's the compar- comparison, it's pretty much ostracized. He doesn't, I don't see Justin Smollett anywhere, and I don't think he'll be taken seriously anywhere. So I don't see how that worked out for him. For Bubba, I don't see how it worked out for well, him. Well, it's because Justin got caught. Yeah, you forgot the beginning. Remember in the beginning, when everyone thought the story was real, Jesse was on every major news network. He was getting interviewed by ABC, CBS. He was on national television. He was getting national attention. All the okay. celebrities were talking about him, remember? So he, he mm-hmm. elevated his profile. And if you know, at that particular time, he was in the middle of negotiations with Fox about his contract with Show Empire. And so it was obviously a stunt done to lift the name of his, give him a higher profile. And in a, in a, in a hyper-liberal, political correct place like Hollywood, could you imagine if him being a homosexual African-American the victim of a hate crime on two fronts because he was gay and he's black, that would have helped him big time in Hollywood. He would have got all kind of stuff. But once it got out and the story came out and everybody heard the details and we all figured out it was total nonsense, I mean, once you got the whole story, you knew he was lying. 
now that's why he got the negative whiplash, the negative kickback. But if everyone had believed him, he was doing great. He went from a relatively unknown actor to a nation, a nationwide known name. That, that was he. He almost hit a home run. It's just that he he didn't plan it out properly. I mean, the fact that he paid the guys with a check is just like man. Stop <laughs> so thinking, man. For Bubba, how does this work for Bubba? Become some kind of. Um, I guess all the the young black kids will now be like, oh, uh, and they'll, no, they'll bro, black I think, think about it. How, how many people even knew who Bubba Wallace was before this went down? No. He went from a – like most NASCAR drivers are relatively unknown as it is because NASCAR is just not that popular around the country. Bubba Wallace became a nationwide story. His name is now known everywhere. You don't think that's going to help him leverage to get better corporate deals? And sponsorships and endorsements. Come on, man. You gotta you gotta read between the lines, brother. You know what I'm saying? You gotta understand most of what we see in our world I mean, today that's, that's is BS thing. and everybody's in it to try to get something for themselves. So so then NASCAR would be in bed with this plot then, right? Because they wouldn't No, of course not. Drivers. I don't think NASCAR had any idea what was going on. NASCAR so was just trying to cover me. their own butt because they didn't wanna they didn't wanna get suffer any any loss of endorsements or corporate sponsors because everyone's going to accuse them of being racist. Hold on, bro. So then you telling me NASCAR is just going to sit here and be used in that manner and completely bend over a barrel, alienate their entire fan base, knowing this guy's entire fake facade and do a parade or at Talladega and all the things they did. Knowing it's fake, and they're not ever going to take a stand. Well, they didn't. They didn't. I don't think they knew it was fake at the time. Again, we the details didn't come out until the FBI finished their investigation. And That's then when how we knew the, the facts. So NASCAR at the time was dealing with. I mean, think about this, brother. NASCAR knows that its fans, the fans, the people who go who watch NASCAR and go to get NASCAR events, they're not going to leave. They're going to be there. Who NASCAR is worried about uh, is the uh, the corporate sponsors because. That's where the money is made. The money's not made just from the fans. The big money comes in through corporate endorsements. So they were afraid of losing that because no one, no, no major corporation is going to want to sponsor NASCAR if it comes across that NASCAR is an, or an organization that is all in any way, shape, or form connected to racism. So they were covering themselves. You see what I'm saying, brother? It's, you just got to follow the money, man. It's not that hard to figure out. Everything is connected to money. I think the money. giant sacrifice for NASCAR. And I think that's what sacrifice? The sacrifice of their entire fan base. Now you said their entire fan base doesn't their fan matter. base ain't going nowhere. Come on man. Of course. If you've been watching NASCAR your whole life and, and you're a diehard NASCAR culture. fan, you think you're gonna stop watching it? Just because NASCAR they, they did some big they, they staged some event with Bubba Wallace? Come on now. Man, NASCAR has a culture built within it. Do you not understand so that? what? I understand that, but what's what's more important than NASCAR is not the fans. They're worried about the money, man. If they lose their they corporate are, sponsors, NASCAR will collapse. Don't you understand NASCAR's that? These these, these leagues, they they, they they get the majority of their funding through corporate endorsement and deals and sponsorship. Why is every NASCAR every every NASCAR driver's car covered with endorsements from front to end? That's where they get majority of their revenue. You get you know what I'm so, saying? So then you you're saying to me, and to just make this simple to me, and I what's your name, my man? Hey, my name is Mike. Mike. Okay, so then you saying to me, NASCAR easily will sacrifice their 
association with all their what existed culturally, and that's affiliation with the the Confederate flag, which at Talladega they still flew a Confederate flag over the track, uh, and and all the things that associate with that. One instance where a guy that they conclusively found that was coincidental, they will disassociate themselves from their whole prior existence that quick and don't make any sense about it? Is that easy? Okay, I, I just don't understand how you don't understand what I'm saying. It's so simple, man. Come on now. You do understand what I'm saying to you, right? This is this is NASCAR. This is not about alienating their fan base. NASCAR was covering their backside. You ever heard the saying CYA, cover your ass? You ever heard that saying? Of course. That's yeah. what they were doing. So they knew, okay, after what we've been seeing in this country, you do realize right now in America there's hypersensitivity in regards to anything involving race. That You agree with that, right? That's true? Uh, yeah. Let, let's say that. Okay, so now every corporation in America is walking on eggshells when it comes to anything involving race. They're very careful about that. And so NASCAR understood that there was a negative racist image attached to them, so, i.e. the Confederate flag. And so when the story came out about Bubba Wallace, they were doing what's called damage control. They were trying to get out in front of the story and try to show everyone, no, look, we're not racist. You know, we stand with Bubba Wallace. We stand against racism. See, look, we got rid of the Confederate flag. All of that, all of that was nothing more than a giant grandstand to show all their corporate sponsors, hey, guys, you don't have to be afraid to sponsor us. Don't take away your endorsement money. You see, we're dealing with this issue of racism. Don't be scared to be associated with us. That's what happened, man. So I, I don't understand why you keep thinking, like, this was a big sacrifice on their part. No, it wasn't. They were trying to protect their money. Oh, well, I, I think it's the same risk that the NFL takes in support of Kaepernick, man. When you have the president who controls a lot wait, of Wait, 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 wait. Come on now. Did you just say the NFL did the same thing with Kaepernick? Well, they are currently. And, and, and um, President Trump. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you're talking about the Chargers, are you talking about the Chargers trying to work him out and potentially sign him? He says if, if, if they take a knee. For the national anthem, he's not watching. He's saying that because he knows that sentiment goes really far into a particular fan base. And you can't alienate, and and let's be honest, the particular fan base that you are potentially alienating are are probably 80% of the Yeah, but the NFL situation is completely different from NASCAR off the simple fact that during the Kaepernick situation, the issue of losing corporate sponsors due to the fact that people are alleging that the NFL is racist, the same way NASCAR would have, is two completely different things. Okay, oh, yeah. NASCAR was in, was under the threat of losing all of their corporate sponsors. Right? There's plenty of stories about this. And that would have meant millions, if not billions of dollars of revenue being literally lit on fire in one night. Okay? That's what they were worried about. The NFL well, was see, not in the same situation. Right? Well, see, the, the NFL is not, was not being accused of being racist in a time of hyper-political correctness like we are now, to where all these companies were not going to endorse them. Every company is going to endorse the NFL because it's the number one most popular sports league in America. That, that's ne- that was never the issue. The issue they had was that they had season ticket holders, actual fans, saying, listen, we're not down with this whole protest in the anthem, 
because a lot because the the large percentage of the NFL fan base are conservative, and they were like, "We're not putting up with this crash, man." And so that's what the NFL was dealing with. That's what they were trying to deal with with that issue. It wasn't the corporate side. Well said. Uh, hold on, Mike. Let me bring my man in. Let's hear what he got to say. He hates. Yo, 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 yo. He hates his intro, but I'm going to play a little bit of it anyway. All the way from the ATL. My man, Nas, man, get in on this, man. Is, is Bubba Bubba, is, is it a full stunt? Or, you know, what's what's the advantage for Wallace here? What's the advantage for the NASCAR? Is, is NASCAR running any risk by alienating their fan base? Or is this all a corporate stunt where they're trying to keep the sponsorship? Yeah, well, first off, fire the DJ for the music. But uh, salute. What's up, y'all? <laughs> nice conversation y'all got going. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not a stunt. You, you don't do corporate stunts that put you at risk. This was a situation where they said, we're not going to get caught running behind on this. So they tried to get ahead of the situation and back up Bubba Wallace uh, to see how this would go. Now, it turned out to be, it appears to be an honest mistake of this is just kind of how, how those garages are handled. This wasn't a specific targeting of him. So NASCAR actually deserves credit for not trying to bury this and hide it and try to keep things moving. They actually took the risk on stepping out there, calling the FBI, fully investigating this. Like, that's not really normal action. So, no, there was no reason for them to try to do this. Look, nobody wants a, a scandal that could cost you a lot of money. So, no, the, the risk is way too much for them to want this to happen. Now, how they're handling it, I get where Mike is coming from and saying they've kind of read the tea leaves. They see that the, the, we're having a paradigm shift within this country, and the corporate side is trying to get in front of what could be uh, being caught on the wrong side of history. So they're trying to change. They're trying to move. They're making their little tepid statements, not doing anything tangible, but just enough to where they can't be criticized on the back end. So with NASCAR, they're used to being a mom and pop. They got new management, and they want everybody's money. So they're trying to get rid of the old stigma of being kind of a bastion of racism, and they're trying to push the Confederate flag folks out. Those folks, as you saw, the rally in front of the stadium, flying the banner over <laughs> overhead, they're not going to go quietly. Yes, yeah, some of them are actually going to give up NASCAR. This is a huge part of the culture of NASCAR, as you said a minute ago. Like, for some of those people, that was a huge part of why they liked it so much. Because other folks weren't around. Other folks weren't necessarily involved as part of the entertainment either. And culturally, that was their bag. And NASCAR is leaving those folks, you know, in the dust. Because they do ultimately, what corporation wants to be a mom and pop? Everybody so wants some out. of everybody's money. So, so was it a, a plan then? Because they sure No, man. They're lazy. Look, look, so, look, look. We got to stop. Look, look, hold, hold, on. Got to hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Me, I want to just explore your, I want to explore your logic. Because you're telling me this. Because all these are coincidences for it to line up for them to jump out with the PR move this quickly. So you got the pretty boy light skin mixed dude. He's lined up, ready to go. A noose happens to, to happen. Pretty light skin boy says, hey, man, this is, this, this is BS. NASCAR ready, they got all the moves ready, got the black owner talking, they got the new 
a new spokesperson. They just changed management. <laughs> Are you I'm trying to say NASCAR set perfect. this whole thing up? I know, man. Well, that's shit, where he's going. I, I tried to stop you. Oh, my God, it, brother. But you're going to keep doing it. I tried to stop you, wow. but you wanted to keep doing it. Like, look, so, man, YouTube. Look, look. look. And, it, bro, and it's bro, right just let me do this. Black Lives Matter shit? Is that, it's just all for right. us to do. It's yeah, hold on, brother. You got to be kidding Hold on, Mike. What I'm trying to say to you is, YouTube is not a source of information. They pump disinformation. Understood. Just let me finish. They pump disinfo and misinfo throughout society for the past decade. And Facebook means, uh, you know, you can kind of throw that in the back. It's opened up the Overton window to where we now put conspiracy theories on the table with what we know is verifiable. And then we waste time exploring these things when in all reality, for the most part, like, look, man, the world is not run by people in smoke-filled rooms conspiring and planning up events. Like, NASCAR didn't want this. This was risky as hell. The last thing they wanted was the idea of a noose and the idea of the imagery of lynching being associated with their brand while they're trying to rebrand. No public relations exactly. person would write that up, bro. Like, no, man. That's a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Well, they had geared up. They had the stuff. package gear, dude. They had the presentation to go. They had the freaking, um, they had the freaking, uh, the thing. They had the PowerPoint ready, man, because... Boy, they they put in that legislation. They had the parade. They had everything ready. To it's go. called Pretty damage quickly. control, brother. This is a corporation. Okay. Corporations okay. ought to act fast. Right. All right. Place well, for like them so. to do the ro- for them to do the rollout of the rebranding, and then they get that story the morning of. Dude, that right. was terrifying right. to them. <laughs> that was the worst thing that could happen. No, they didn't invent yeah, that. Right. Right. You got Richard Petty out here hugging people. Man, these guys. This is where the show The Dukes of Hazard come from. This is mm. I just find this to be highly coincidental to have the, the package ready to roll out right when it's right time. Oh, it's perfect. It's Black Lives Matter time. It's sensitive time. Let's roll it out. Probably from the and this really leads to a far bigger topic that the whole damn thing is bullshit. Because okay. right so, so, so for your story to make sense, they would have to gain some benefit from it. What would they benefit from this happening? Exactly. Talk to you. That, that's, that's what I've been asking. That's what I've been that's asking. That's what I'm saying. There is no benefit. Brother, you, you got to answer that, man, that question, man, because that the basis of your whole argument hinges well, on that question. Okay. What my man Nod just said is they got new management, which I didn't know, and that's what he says. And they are ready to change their image. So then everything would then line up coincidentally perfect, right? If that because that's what you said, Notch. No, because oh look, if God, this was actually on, true, they would have to run one of their drivers out of the sport. They also would have to do damage control for the next year or so in saying that this is not who they are, that was a one time incident. Like, what do you dude, mean would they would have to run one out of money? The sport? If one of the drivers or someone on the driver's team had done this, they would have to run that person out of the sport. Right. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. But if you guys asked me what their motive would be, Notch gave the answer to that. I was searching for it. He said they had and they are ready to change their image because they now want everyone's money. So who better? This is a good looking little dude. Everybody, and they got the PowerPoint was locked oh and loaded. Hey, a noose, though, 
And then so Okay, so so here's the easy way to defeat your whole point. Were they at risk in any way by doing that? Was anything at risk? Let's say they did what you said. Let's say they actually this whole stunt was just coordinated, they set the whole thing up. What was anything at risk by doing that? Well, like I said, their fan base. But if they're willing to risk them, then what else the hell matters? Because that's all they got is that one particular fan base that keeps a guy like me. Oh, my God. You don't think that they were at risk of losing all their corporate endorsements? Are you serious? Oh, possibly. Possibly. But, see, they're ready. Oh, possibly. Oh, my God. If we're going with Nigel (laughs) Come on, man. They are ready. You can't be serious, bro. Well, they're ready. So, and if we're going to be highly dramatic, let's put a freaking noose in the garage. How stupid is that? That's all stupid is the Jesse Smollett thing where somebody poured bleach on you. Let's put a fucking That's my point. That's why that's why unlike the Jesse Smollett son, they didn't set that up. Because they, they do. There's no way they would have been dumb enough to do that in this current environment where they could have lost millions, if not billions of dollars. Do you know how many corporations would have pulled out and would have refused to endorse anything to do with NASCAR? How in the world could a freaking noose be hanging in a goddamn room? Did you see how it looked on CNN? Did you see it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, now now yeah, you're, you're changing the topic, brother. We're dealing we're dealing with the basis of your argument, which is that NASCAR coordinated okay. this thing, and this thing was all set up, and it was a giant PR stunt. Yes. And I'm still trying to figure out how in the world you came to that conclusion. Yeah, PR stunts okay. typically benefit you, not put you at risk. Oh, and I mean, the exactly. corporation. You guys want me to tell you the same college. thing? I just told you guys the same thing three times. Notch, you gave the answer. When you said that they are ready to change their image, they have new management. Okay. Oh, they were ready to change their image. Stop. This has to do no, with what happened there. after George Floyd. Right, right, Come right, on right. now. Stop wait, wait, wake up, brother. Where, where have you been the last couple of weeks? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Stop there. He said they, they were ready to change their image. This is That's what they what were doing. Okay. Now, now, coordinate a stunt like that. How would that actually benefit them? Because now the people that they would be chasing would be doing what? Running away from them. Corporates, we were putting out statements. We will no longer support NASCAR. Da, 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 da. Their stock price would go up. They would get kudos for getting away from NASCAR. So, no, there's no benefit to them doing this. And that's why your conspiracy theory starts to fall apart once you just, you know, just slowly look at it and say, okay, wait, wait, if wait, you're going to come wait, up with this conspiracy, okay, how do you back again because I'm not sure that made sense. I'm not sure that made sense. Run it back. Why? What? Yeah, I, I didn't get it. You didn't get it. Come on, brother. Are you trolling us right now? You can't be serious. What is he saying, Mike? What do you mean, what is he saying? You don't don't understand (laughs) the point that now is just made to you? There's no reward. There's there's no reward in them pulling off that. The only thing that they would do is risk making money and losing partners. There's no reward to it. So, okay. So, like you said, if especially in today's times, it's a great time to show your empathy to the movement. Highly coincidental the timing here, right? Um, but it's a great oh time goodness. to turn the coat. Hold on. It's a great time to turn the coat, though, and say, you know what? Hey, NASCAR, we're done with all these Confederate flag flying SOBs that are coming to this place and making us look like we tolerate this behavior. 
And guess well, they what? Here's our new poster board. Here's our new poster board. Go with me. And here's so, so to get positive PR, NASCAR was willing to gamble billions of dollars in, in, uh, to do that? Are you tell serious, man? They Their future. Tell me how they gambled billions. They gambled billions if, because if they, had, they, they were at risk of losing all gambled. their corporate sponsorships. Again, how do you not understand that? Brother, you are oh, either yeah. trolling us right now or you're just playing devil's advocate for the sake of just having a contrarian view. There's no way you can't understand what we're saying to you. Yeah, and okay. let's, let's go back well, to the let's, or, let's, let's go back to the origin. Let's go back to the, hold, hold on, big dog. Let me say this. Let's go back to the origin of it. The reason that this story was even believable is because of NASCAR's reputation. What is that reputation? They've allowed bigotry, racism, Confederate flags, and all of that to exist within their realm for a long time because they made money off it, didn't want to upset the apple cart. Now they're changing. So you're going to look at what? A more diverse, different fan base. That's what they're chasing. Now, in the midst of that, you have this thing break out. The last thing they wanted to happen, as they did the rollout with Bubba Watson, with people pushing this car, with them saying they changed the car, they turned the corner, and they're a different organization, everything else. The last thing they wanted to happen was this. Now, going off their previous reputation, they would have tried to cover it up and say that it didn't happen or try to get Bubba not to admit that it happened. But dealing with what they're dealing with now, they said, okay, fuck it. Let's, let's get ahead of this. Let's investigate it. Let's see what happened. And then on the other end, it came out that, no, it wasn't as bad as people thought. But the only reason people believed it is because of their reputation to begin with. If this was in the NBA, you would say, nah, I don't believe that. <laughs> NFL, you say, nah, I don't believe that. But NASCAR is a particular institution to where that story is like, yeah, I can see somebody hanging a noose in NASCAR. You see what I'm saying? Right, exactly. That's so the, the particulars about the news, listen, okay, I, look, man, and we can start splitting some hairs here a bit. I'm not sure how the FBI will necessarily investigate uh, something like this unless you have a camera pointed at this particular garage where you can see where this uh, rope, I don't ever see why it would need to be tied as a noose. I mean, it's just silly all the way around. And well, then, well, the know, investigation was how long has this been there? Is this like this right. in other garages? That that was the information that everybody needed to know. Is this something new just for Bubba, yeah. or had that been there? And how do the other garages look? And that's what they looked okay. at. Man. So so let's let's go over over some coincidences here. Let's go all the way starting back in October of 2019 when the noose allegedly hit this magical garage where Bubba would eventually be. Okay, fast forward, what are we here? Eight months later, here we are with Bubba Wallace, that noose still hanging in that one particular garage where it's not hanging in any other garages. It's a rope tied as a noose for no goddamn reason. It's just hanging in the corner. Um, Bubba Wallace is there, the mixed guy, and it's Black Lives Matter time. Hmm, that, that's a highly coincidental stuff happening, and then we got the PowerPoint ready to go. And everything just unfolds like that. How, how long do you think it takes to make a PowerPoint, bro? I know, dude. Come on, man. No. You, you, guys, you can make a PowerPoint in like 20 minutes. Put together a parade. It's not a big deal. And, you know, you're, you're taking down flags and all this. With bro, people in corporations have to make PowerPoints all the time when they have their meetings. You don't think a guy in, in the corporate you, side you of NASCAR could put together a PowerPoint in like 10 minutes if they needed to? Yeah. Especially when it's all hands on deck, because this is exactly this is DefCon three. Like this is all hands exactly. on deck. Exactly, that whole they were shit in their pants when this came out. Are you kidding me? 
Do you guys believe in that many coincidences, though? So we got. It's not about coincidences, brother. We're trying to get you to understand. You need to follow the money. But the, the money look, always leads you, you to the truth, man. That's that's, that's the bottom line for everybody. Man, Black Lives Matter is corporate and money. What are you talking about? But that's we're not talking about black. Come on, man. Listen, bro. bro. Stop making yourself look bad by making this argument. You're making yourself look bad. Come on now. Okay, but you guys haven't explained anything. You just told me all the reasons. Man, we've explained it by five different angles to get you to understand that NASCAR would not risk losing billions of dollars in corporate sponsors. How do you not get that, man? I don't well, think no, the burden of proof is on you. You're telling us this conspiracy happened. You need to prove why that conspiracy happened. Well, I think I'm doing more doing that than you guys are doing the disproving. You're just saying, why would they risk corporate money? When I don't think there's any corporate money risk, I can explain that. But you you just have to say to no, me. What, what is that? Hold on. Hold on. See you on the you not have to admit to – I mean, you, you're saying that in October, that noose was coincidentally in that Fast forward. I'm not saying later. that. The FBI – Oh, well, shit, man. That's all we got. That's the details now. You got to – you can't have the – you got to go by the details if you're going to go by the details. That's yeah, let's, the details. Let's, put it, let's put it Let's put it in these terms. Bubba, Bubba never seen the rope, right? One of his assistants did. And when he came in there, he looked at that and said, man, that looks like a noose. Google what nooses look like. Really did his little due diligence to be like, man, I don't, don't want to upset everybody. Right, right. But I'm giving it. you the breakdown. Of, I got you. I've seen it too, man. I'm just giving you the breakdown of how it happened. So he calls Bubba, calls the team. Hey, man, looks like there's a noose in here. I don't know what's going on. NASCAR officials come out. They look at it. They get <laughs> worried start shitting the bricks, start having corporate meetings like we're talking about, prepare the PowerPoint, bring the FBI out to investigate to see if this was a hate crime. It's called doing their job, man. Like at a certain point, once <laughs> things start going up the chain, like that's what happens. You have to investigate. Exactly. If you, and and to Nas is earlier, I remember what Nas said earlier, they were, they were prepared to run whoever was that way. If, let's say someone had hung that in uh, Bubba Wallace's garage and that was targeted at him. That individual would have been NASCAR would have banned them. They would have like, they would have made sure criminal charges were filed. They were ready to go all out on whoever it is that did it. Wow. Those I just look they we, like we got money. another topic to move like, on to. I'm just I just find it amazing, brother. Like if, if you knew the fact that me and Nas have disagreed on so many things and we've had so many arguments in the past, the fact that you got me and Nas in total agreement here, that in itself is incredible. Because I don't know yeah, how in the world you can make this argument. You're making the well, most illogical argument little, I've ever heard, man. I, I'm a little more confused of how you guys tell me. Coincidentally. Oh, we'll never agree again, too, just so you know. Me and him never agree, just so you know. Yeah, we never well, agree. We cussed each other out many times. Yeah. Me and Niles is like I, oil and water, I, man. We don't mix. We're like total opposite sides of the paradigm. But in something so blatantly obvious as this, which is just basic common yeah. sense can make you come to the proper conclusion, for whatever reason, brother, you seem to refuse to embrace common sense. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Are you just, you know, I don't get it. But can I ask you one question? Is there anything you guys want me to ask you guys this? It's by coincidence, in October, that noose was in that garage. Okay? That's the fact that's given. Fast forward eight months, same noose. Now, we don't know how many other teams have been in that garage. Same noose. 
happens to be there for Bubba Wallace. It's reported it's Black Lives Matter time in the world, and NASCAR is just ready to bend over and go right with today's sentiment, boom, boom, boom. That's not a highly unlikely coincidence to you guys, man? No, of course not. It's not. That's why. Yeah, like we told come you. Come on, bro, brother. Come on, man. Are you, not, are you been drinking they, tonight or something? Wait, wait. Is that anything? I mean, are you, are you sober oh, right now? Wait, eight months ago, though, my man. And then right in today's time, with the black guy, it's found. That's not crazy. Yeah, but again, the, the the fact that they the garage isn't designated for just Bubba Wallace and his team. The, the NASCAR teams rotate it? and they use different garages. How come no one ever found it? It's not a coincidence. Do you think? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think other other drivers and the majority of them white, Bubba being the only black one there? Do you think other drivers would have just noticed that and just kept it moving because they don't really Bubba put noose and racism? It was a white man that you know noticed it. It wasn't Bubba. No, 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 no. It wasn't a dude, white guy. Dude, it was a black guy on his team that noticed it. No, did you, oh. did you hear what I just said? It's been there yeah. since October. Let's say other white drivers have come in there in that in that same garage, but let's say they look at that rope and don't don't make that connection of noose racism, noose lynching. They don't make that right. connection. So you so it can make sense how that could be there for months, and those dudes just looking at that. Oh, that's a rope. Paying no right, and it's, and it's not like a random rope sitting in the middle of the garage. It's a garage pull down. It's just that and they must, someone must have saw it and just thought, normally that or just someone made a pull down. So like they never that. got the garage so door. It's not like it was a noose hanging in the middle of the room just randomly out of nowhere. That's why no, it was probably never, overlooked. Every garage, is like, every garage is like that. But that one was tied in a way that looks like a noose. And if you're on Bubba's team, you the other other one to see something like that. All the no, other garage do. work mechanically, from my understanding, like my garage works. No, no. No, a lot of them have ropes as well. Well, no, just do, you can just Google it right now and you'll see it. Yeah, no, that's right now and you'll see what they said on CNN that that is the only garage that has the rope. What time no did you watch that? Watch what time no did you watch that? I'm not, I'm not sure you. Yeah, I'm not sure you. Okay, so so because I watched SportsCenter before earlier tonight before I called in and they showed the different garages. Mike, you said that. That was the only garage that had it. No, I, I didn't say anything that said it was the only garage that had it. No, uh, what I said to you was that the FBI's investigation concluded that that noose had been there since October. What I said to you is that that garage didn't only belong to Bubba Wallace, that other drivers have used it. It's, it's in a rotation. So, right. well, unless, I mean, part of what your story would have to include is that for your thing to be true is that the FBI would have to be kind of in on it, too. Of course, the FBI will comply with national sentiment. Of course, is that what the hell? Are you no, talking no, I'm talking about? about the FBI would essentially have to have like colluded with NASCAR to yeah. put out this whole statement. And this, That's exactly so you think the I'm FBI saying. was in on it too? Of course. Oh, you, now, see, now you're in Looney Tunes, bro. You, you, brother, you, you're off the reservation, man. Come on now. Okay. Why the hell would the FBI get a good play along with something? The United States you're talking about, man. These people do what they want around. I ain't talking about the United States. I'm talking about the FBI, man. All right. You believe the man? It's, it's you can't. Okay. As, as, a person, as a person who do doesn't care about NASCAR, as a person who doesn't care about NASCAR, I'm on Marty Smith's Twitter. 
uh, Party Marty, if you know him from ESPN. And he says, yes, the majority of the garages have a rope pulling. And that's not what they said? So no, it's not just that one. Why would they have well, a rope? Anyway, anyway, man, anyway, anyway. We're going to go with, we gonna go with what you just have remember, or we're going to go with what we're seeing right now from, I guess you could say, I'm the main – the main media guy for ESPN for NASCAR? Yeah. Now, let, let, let's ask his brother, well, what, other, what other conspiracies do you believe? Now they all have nooses in I, I got, I got to hear this. If you're nooses. pushing this, I want to know what else you believe in. Y'all crazy, dude. Now all of them got nooses in. <laughs> brother, we're, we're just responding to the illogical things oh, you're telling shit, us. Oh, no. Come on never, now, you 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 went from saying that NASCAR set this thing up to now you told us the FBI was in on it. Come on, man. <laughs> all yeah, of them. Now you do it. And now you doing that. Yeah, you might as you might as well go ahead and say that the Russians and Donald Trump colluded yeah, along with it too, and they were all in on it together, right? It was a big scheme. Is that what you're gonna tell me next? Vladimir Putin was in it too. Well, how come the FBI investigation didn't conclude that? Don't you think they would have said? All the other garages have them. Why are we talking about this one in particular? Hey, pull it up. Why, why would they have, their FBI doesn't care right about now. if the other garages had a rope a rope pull or not? They're concerned about where that noose came from, who put it there, when was it put there, and what was it was it used as a as a hate crime targeted against Robert Wallace? That's what they're concerned about. It would be under you right now is pull up the FBI report and you'll see that part in there. Pull it up now. Just Google it. Pull it up. FBI report. I didn't. I mean, I, I have the FBI's release uh, statement. I can play that for you. You want to hear that? Uh, let's let's go get that. That's fine. Where are we at? Good. We're good. Where are we at? Where? What the hell was on? It'd be better if you read it, but it's all good. I mean, shit, man. You got me doing work now. Dead on work. <laughs> so how, how you got all the? Where you find the FBI statement at? Yeah, I went to Twitter and I put in Marty Smith, and you'll pull up his his timeline and then just go through his timeline. That's how I got it. Okay, well, I'm not gonna do all that. Um, but you know, the FBI statement said nothing about all the other garages having it. I think if they had said that, that would have been an amazing tool in um, discrediting or the importance of it being looking like a hate crime. It would have been very simple. Look, all the other garages have it. It's not um, exclusive to Bubba Wallace. That's simple. I don't know why it's complicated with something that's that simple, man. And it's that deep. No, no, no. no. It's not that simple because, as you said, this one appears to be a noose, and some of the other ones were just a rope with a loop. That's why it scared the hell out of everybody. That's why it got complicated. (laughs) So, yeah, there there was reason to investigate. That looks like All a right. noose to me too. So oh, I mean, definitely a noose, a perfectly yeah. tied one too. Perfect. That's what it looks like to me too. Looks so so I, I got no problem with the dude calling NASCAR and telling them they needed to investigate that shit. Because to me, it looked like it needed to be investigated. Well. Very well. We'll have to agree to disagree. We'll see how this all works out, fellas. Man, let's let's quickly move on to this NBA. We got a lot of quick NBA news. Get one quick break under this bubble situation, so we just get a feel for the bubble right quick. But I really want to just move on. Hold on. 
We begin with breaking news on the resumption of the NBA season. The National Basketball Association Board of Governors has voted to approve a 22-team single-site format to restart this season amid the COVID-19 pandemic. And I want to run you guys through the plan here. The NBA, of course, has 30 teams, but the bottom eight in the standings, they're just going to stay home because the fewer teams you invite, the fewer people you have to keep safe from coronavirus. Now, the top 22, they're all going to stay together at ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World in Orlando. They won't get to play all the regular season games that were left on their original schedules, but they will play eight of them. And then we will check the standings. If either in the East or the West, it's close between the number eight and number nine teams, and in this case, close means within four games, then those two teams will stage a play-in game. But the NBA does want to give some advantage to the higher seed, right? So here's how they're going to do it. If the team in the eighth spot wins that play-in game, that's it. Bye-bye, number nine team. Go home. If the number nine seed wins, though, the higher seed gets a second shot at things. The two teams come back the next night to play each other all over again. And only then is it winner take all, with the winner getting the conference's final playoff spot. Then we start the real playoffs, all like normal, divided into East and West, seven-game series each round, and hopefully a champion at the end. We're all crossing our fingers for that champion, Woj. I welcome in ESPN senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke this story earlier this week. And, Woj, I just ran through all the things that have been decided. What do you think is the next biggest point of contention they still have to determine? Well, there's the formality, Rachel, of the players' associations, uh, team reps voting on. Look, man, I want to get right to the juice of this thing. Passport. That's just some of the particulars of what have to happen in this bubble. I believe there's a potential three-month period from beginning to end. Um, what I come to find out is that after a month inside the bubble, um, family is allowed to be to be in once they're cleared health-wise. Um, the biggest thing that went on is this Kyrie conference call with 8,200 players on the call. Some of the notable names. Um, Somebody that came up today broke my heart, Avery Bradley, um, Dwight Howard, another not good situation for me being a Laker fan, and uh, Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie kind of took the brunt of the storm as far as the guy being the cause for it. But the, what the conference calls about is whether the league should continue playing or not. Should, should, should the NBA continue playing? Now, it looks like the players have two reasons. I like them to have one that they stand on, but they kind of use both here. So it's like potential health risk as well as family ties. So as well as the um, political movement, and I think that's the biggest thing the players are saying is that if we start playing these games, one's going to be paying attention to the protests and the political movement going on out in society. And I don't, you know, I don't know how I quite feel about that. I'm interested to get what the fellas think about it. But uh, I think that's where the players, some of the players lie. I know my guy, LeBron, is ready to get back rocking and rolling. Um, but there are players, and I think it's a, a interesting thing to think about, that if these games do come back on TV, will that take some of the interest away from the civil movement that we have going on in today's society? 
So we're going to get a little more uh, details on that, and we'll get a little bit of my man, Stephen A. During a call with nearly 100 players Friday night, on the 90-minute call, Irving reportedly made the case that resuming the season would be detrimental to the players' work on social justice and police reform. Dwight Howard agrees. In a statement to CNN, he said in part, I agree with Kyrie, basketball or entertainment period isn't needed at this moment and will only be a distraction. Sure, it might not distract us, the players, but we have resources at hand the majority of our community don't have. And the smallest distraction for them can start a trickle-down effect that may never stop. Especially with the way the climate is now, I would love nothing more than to win my very first NBA championship. But the unity of my people would be an even bigger championship that's just too beautiful to pass up. Steven Jackson, meanwhile, offered these thoughts. Playing basketball is going to do one thing. Take all the attention off the task at hand right now and what we're fighting for. Everybody's going to be worrying about the playoffs. They're going to have all that blaster all over the TV. And nobody's going to be talking about getting justice for all these uh, senseless murders by the police. And nobody's going to be focusing on the task at hand, bro. None of these white owners have spoken up. None of, them, none of them are taking a stand. Yeah, they might post a video when the season starts saying what we should do, but they ain't doing nothing. Playing basketball ain't going to do nothing but make them money and take the t- attention of what we fighting for, what we marching for. It's bigger than all of us, and it's bigger, it's big, it's bigger than the game, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad that we still got to explain that to people, bro. Patrick Beverly of the Clippers sees it differently. He tweeted, Hoopers say what you want. If King James says he's hooping, we're all hooping, not personal, only business. Hashtag stay woke. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski has a lengthy piece on ESPN.com with the very latest on this. He joined us earlier this morning. You know, the players have taken this weekend to talk about how they can use that platform uh, that is going to be available to the league uh, with the restart with the eyes of the world through television and using that to continue the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. You know, our sense is that most players want to play, want to resume the season, but certainly an overwhelming amount want to make sure that the league, the Players Association, work together to further this cause. Jay Will is back with us this morning, and Stephen A. Smith has returned from a little time off. And, Steve, it's great to see you. I'll start with you. What is your reaction to what Kyrie and Dwight Howard and several other NBA players have said suggesting that they should not return and resume the season. I completely disagree with them, and I think they sound foolish. Let's get this out of the way right now. I've been waiting to talk about this, and I can't wait to get into this more heavily on first take. I respect the fact uh, that obviously everything is going on. You can't be a black man and not respect what we're seeing, particularly from these young warriors out here taking to the streets and making sure that they do everything that they can to raise awareness to what's going on and bring attention to it. Uh, But the real work is going to be done by other people within the legal profession and beyond after the awareness is brought to their attention and you buffer them with the level of support monetarily and otherwise that they may require. You're Kyrie Irving and you're Dwight Howard. If you are talking about not going back to work because of the coronavirus, nothing to talk about. Everybody has the right to feel the way that they feel in terms of their own individual health, the health of their loved ones who they're going to be near, all of that stuff. That is a separate subject. But to sit up there and imply that at this particular moment in time that sports should not exist and we shouldn't be going back to work because of racial inequality, uh, prejudice, 
police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. These are things that have been going on for decades, if not more. Some would say centuries, obviously, when we're talking about racial oppression. So if that's the case, then there was no reason for anybody, whether it's your forefathers, your ancestors, or anybody in between, to ever show up to work. The reality is, is that you have a job to do. If you're Kyrie Irving, you're hurt, you're sitting out anyway in all likelihood. You're Dwight Howard, you want to pass up the opportunity to win a championship for the first time because you want to bring attention and awareness to this? Fine. I don't recall Adam Silver, the commissioner of the National Basketball Association, or anybody in the world of sports at this particular moment in time prohibiting or trying to deny or stop players from putting forth their due diligence to bring attention to the issues that have ravaged our society and has been ravaging our society. So to use that as an excuse not to show up to work, and I don't mean excuse as if they're looking for an excuse. I'm sure that their feelings are sincere and heartfelt. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is... That's no reason not to show up to work. I think Stephen A. Oddly uh, gives an interesting perspective because I'm down with the movement, but I still got to go to work too. Um, And I would love to have a platform where I can express my sentiment if I were free to do like these guys have. So that said, I'm going to let y'all know, man, um, I feel like go to work and the NBA gives you the stage. Unlike any of these other major leagues, the NBA allows them to um, express themselves on the national stage and have some, some protests. So I think for those who, you know, want to do it, I think going to work is the thing if, if you're not uh, having any health concerns. I think the protests can be even stronger on a national stage. And, uh, yeah, I think LeBron and uh, other players have been doing it like that for the longest time. We go back to the dudes in the Olympics with the black gloves and the fists. I don't think that's as impactful unless that's at the Olympics. So, so on and so forth. Uh, Mike, man, if you're still there, man, jump in. You think this is a, a time for no basketball or a time for basketball? Nodge, what about you? You there? Still here, man. Um, yeah. Look, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. The NBA has a unique relationship with the players. It's a partnership mainly based on the idea that the NBA is sold as what? Stars. The NBA is not sold by teams. They're sold by personality. Uh, the LeBron James is the, is the face of the league right now, and that'll change when you get the, you know, the next, the next guard who comes in. But that is how the NBA rolls. So because of that, the NBA, any issue the players have of, of what, you know, protests they would want to do or support they would want from the NBA, Adam Silver is going to say yes because it's in his interest to do so. The majority of their yeah. fans look at the NBA a certain way and have the same sentiment. So there's it, really no problem as far as what their ask is. So I, I, I really – like, I'm not a Stephen A. Smith fan. It gets on my nerves. I think he plays – up to the league and carries their water for them and come, comes after players uh, to continue getting access to those leagues. But on this particular point, he is correct when he's talking in, about in Kyrie what way? and Dwight. Give me an example of that. Well, if you go back to his NFL stuff from a couple of years ago, you go back to the fight with Kevin Durant. Like, Stephen A. is well connected. What he was saying was facts. Leagues. 
Can you can you show me yeah. anything you said that was not just, right? Just let me let me finish my turn before you get your turn. But I'm not talking about what he said today. I'm talking about in general what I think of Stephen A. Smith. But on this particular point, he happened to be right because we're talking about Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard. I think both of these dudes mean well. I think they're coming from a good place, but I also think they're confusing influence with power. NBA players have influence. They don't have power. The idea that if you start playing games, activists are going to go home and stop donating and stop protesting. Like, no, bro, the game is not that big. Calm down. These are basketball games, bro. It's not that serious. Now, the other part to it, which, which where Kyrie was talking about uh, starting up his own league and all this other stuff, it's like, look, look, dude, first of all, you don't talk about that amongst everybody if that's what you were planning to do. The other part of it is, why the hell would you try to compete with a monopoly called the NBA? Like, if you were serious about being an owner, you'd buy a WNBA team or MLS team, teams that aren't worth as much right now that could be built up to something. It, it ain't too long ago the NBA Finals was on tape delay. They've become what they've become over the years. It takes time. But you don't jump in the ring and try to compete with the NFL and the NBA. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so do you start think that? And we're going to beat the NBA. Like, no, you're not. That's, that's like not your friend happen. who's telling that's like your friend who's telling you he's got a company and he's gonna beat Amazon next year. All right, good luck, yeah. bro. It's not gonna happen. So do you think the return of the NBA takes away from the interests of the civil movement? No. No, it would amplify it. Because then they'd give them a platform to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. I that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I think LeBron has been exemplary doing that over the years. But there's a lot of dudes who are like and that's what Steven Jackson said, man. You know, Steven Jackson is one of them dudes, who, you know, I think a lot of us consider a real one out there. Um, Steven, you know, Steven Jackson ain't getting paid no more by the NBA. That's why he's saying that. It's easy to be yeah. generous with other people's money. I always say that. I always follow the money. If Steven Jackson was the one getting – if he was at risk of losing NBA checks, he'd be singing a very different tune. But because he ain't getting paid anymore, it's very easy to tell other people, oh, you don't need to go get paid. It's fine. Come on, sacrifice your money. It's a joke, yeah, man. Well, well Stephen Jackson was directly affected. George, brother George looked just like him, was his friend. They grew up together. So you can see him being kind of emotional about this. But I, I think he's incorrect on this. I, I think he is really overestimating how much in, influence NBA players have on the world. And the other part of this is, do these people think this is going to be a three, four-month fight and then it's all over, you defeated racism, they quit? And the world changes? No, this is a long, protracted fight. It's going to last for a long time. So, like, stop making plans that are, like, set in these few-month increments. Like, that's not how this works. I think they're just trying to achieve police reform and to change policing. I don't know about this whole defeating racism thing. I don't know where you're getting that from. Well, I'll be being hyperbolic, but come on. (laughs) You're telling me me that they can't pass... Serious legislation in the next couple, in the next, you know, six months? Really? Uh, did you see what happened today? <laughs> what do you mean, see what happened today? What's, what are you talking about? Well, Tim Scott put forth toothless police reform that was going to send more money to police, <laughs> to the police departments across the country. The Dems said they wanted different changes in it. It was a stalemate, so nothing got passed. 
Uh, well, I mean, the Dems, let's not get started with the Dems change. The Dems changes will require a reduction in policing altogether, period. Now, I hope you're not, you're not, you're not aligning yourself with the lunatic left that's trying to defund police and essentially dismantle law enforcement in America as we know it. You're not that crazy, yeah. are you? Funny, funny language you're using right here. First, you dismiss That's funny the language. I'm speaking it straight to the point, man. So I, I know, I know what the agenda ultimately is. Let's not let's keep it real here. You got your little Marxist plan that you got going on. This is the all. This plays into that. No, 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 laugh. I know, I know what your people are. No, I, no. Are, are are you done? Because I started no, talking and interrupted me immediately. So go ahead and finish. No, brother. I, the brother asked me to speak first, and then I just, I didn't. Uh, my, my 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 phone was muted, and then you just went ahead and handed it to you. Dude, it, so we're having you an open discussion here. So so we don't. It doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be a one-sided monologue. I get to go back and forth. You asked me a question. I started answering. You interrupted. So again, finishing up what I, what I said. Very funny language to decide that the other side who you disagree with is stupid, and then that their ideas are Marxist. I guess you said, which is nonsense. Nope, didn't say but that. No, you put uh, words in my mouth. Well, that's what you said. I never said they were stupid. This is a recording. Did I say they were stupid? I think you said the insane left or something like that. Yeah, I said they're insane. Oh, because they are. I guess. I guess that's better. You are. Yeah. If, if, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to get an understanding here. Are you down with that whole defund the police thing? Is that what you're for? You're laughing, but let's let's be clear. Anyway, everyone listening, by the way, I didn't want to. I, I just want to put a qualifier for everybody listening, who may who may not know much about Nas. Nas is a communist, dude, who dude, is fundamentally against American capitalism. Yeah, yes, I'm you not. are. Don't yeah. cut the bullshit. I've heard you on communist show talking myself. to the progressives. But what just touting the Marxist nonsense? Myself, man. I've heard you, brother. You're not crazy. gonna fool me. I know what you are. You, you, this is what not thing that Nas always does. I'm not whenever I, whenever I point it out yeah, that Nas is a Marxist, Nas always tap dances and tries to pretend that he's not anti-capitalist. But when he's on yeah. a show where there's other Marxists on, he's more than happy to sing out of the Leninist hymn book. He's more than happy to do it then. The this guy's a straight up Trotsky. Who's trying to pretend because he tries now to? He doesn't. He knows. He yeah. Because you know the negative connotation with communism, and you don't want people to have a negative view of yourself. So you got to downplay it and try to pretend and tap dance and act like you what you are, what it really is. Come on, man. I know you're bullshit. Okay, so cut the crap, man. Be straight with who you are. Have some confidence about it. Say it from your chest and stop hiding it. Okay. Be, be the so, same Nas that you are when you're on those progressive shows. Dude, stop stop I switching it up. I am. I am. No, I am. You're, you're trying to play you a chameleon. Just, you do that chameleon bullshit, right and it now, pisses man. me off because like, you are a disingenuous you, motherfucker. That's what you are. I've never, you're a disingenuous, been, slick, double-talking motherfucker. That's what you are, Nas. I don't know. You double-talking, yeah, slick Chameleon ass motherfucker. Now I get mad at a communist scumbag like you no, who doesn't even have the, the decency to tell the truth. You piece you, of man. shit. There's something wrong with you, man. No, because I hate communists. Because my family was killed by communists, so I hate pieces of shit like you. You fucking piece of shit. You hear me? Did fuck they die you, now I fuck you. Did they die? Pussy show? ass nigga, fuck you. Look at that bitch, if I ever saw you, I'd knock your motherfucking ass out. You hear me? You communist piece of shit. Did they die slow? 
Oh, he didn't wow. answer that question. That I want to know if he died slow. You thought that was amazing? Oh yeah. Like this dude, this dude had a grown man tantrum <laughs> about somebody he's never met in his life. Like yeah. Man, would you be, be out there doing off- on them shows, man? Not a thing, man. I think he's off his meds and having a bad day, and you know that's kind of what happens, man. But getting back to the conversation we were having Jeez, before please. this disturbed individual lost his mind, dude. Can you imagine the that, man? Do you know him? <laughs> nah, we've talked on shows before and argued. So he hates my guts, but I didn't know it was that okay. deep. I didn't know I hurt his soul that much. But hey, man. Dry your tears, move on. Life, you know, life no, continues. No, it's what my you man. represent, Mike. Life continues. What you represent is a cry. danger Communist. to the future and future and my children's future. Children's future. Do you believe the children are the future? Teach them well. No, I believe that your Marxist agenda, which you're trying to implement in this country, is going to put my children's future at risk. Absolutely. Because unlike you, I, I came I from a communist country. I know what it can turn right? into. But but, but but if you want to make this personal, shot, listen, you little pussy ass nigga. I know you live in your mom's if basement. You're broke. You ain't got man. shit. You're a yeah, broke bum mind, ass man. nigga. That's what you are. Mm, you're nah. bum. It's not true. Nah, you want to go there? Let's go there, nigga. I'll roast your motherfucking ass on the if I want to. Cause you a pussy. I don't know you. You faggot ass nigga. I can, nigga. I'll light you up any motherfucking time I want to. Cause you a pussy and you a bum. Living in your mom's basement, nigga. Living in your mom's basement. You broke ass nigga. You broke bitch. You bum ass nigga. Getting government handouts. Bum ass nigga. Grown man getting food stamps. Bum ass nigga. Bum. You broke bum ass nigga. This sick person who's never met me and decided all these things. Nigga, what what do you mind. do for a living? Go ahead and tell me what you do for a living. You're what do you do? Your meds, bruh. What do you do for a living, nigga? How do you make money? You broke ass nigga. Like you know how you're trying to front like you ain't a bum? I know you a bum, nigga. No meds to you, bruh. Look, look, now you tap dancing, talking like a bitch. Sounded like a faggot. Soft yeah, ass, pussy yeah, ass really? nigga can't even speak on your chest. I'm Look cooling. how high pitch your voice is getting. Cause you a faggot, nigga. You soft I'm cooling, ass bro. nigga. You Look a motherfucking pop tart, you hear me? Who's pussy. Weirdo? Weirdo, now you a bro. faggot, nigga. Hey, weirdo. Look at you. Really you, hurt. you cornball <laughs> ass nigga. Hey, Mike. Look at that. Look at that faggot right here. Living in your motherfucking mom's basement, you broke bum. Bum ass nigga. Because he's a bum, that's why. Nah, nah, look, now he's trying to change the subject because I called him on his bullshit. Notice he ain't got nothing to say, but little, he's off his meds. He's a weirdo. You faggot ass nigga. You sound like a bitch. You talk like a bitch. You act like a bitch. Cause you a broke ass bitch. You ain't got shit, nigga. Stop coming. Stop acting like you got something, now. You broke as hell and everybody knows it. You no, bum, stop acting. Now he's acting because he, he don't get nothing to say now. He got to pretend, oh, I got something. Now. I'm not a bitch. I'm not a faggot. Oh, dear, you no, say that. You bum ass nigga. Why do you think I'm still on the phone laughing at you, bro? You old you ain't laughing because you a bum and you a bitch. You 
Wow. Swing and a miss. All right, my man Mike is. Uh, I don't see why we can't uh, agree to disagree here politically. Is no, 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 ain't no agree to disagree. We don't fuck with each other. Like we always argue, bro. Like us agreeing on that shit against you today. That's the first time we ever agreed on anything. And I told you that wouldn't last long. We always disagree. But today, like what he did today, this some new shit to where this nigga just went to. Like I guess I've been bullying him for years, and that shit was kind of suppressed, and he finally got to let loose, man. Do you feel better, my man? Did you get it out? Let's get Mike in here. Mike, I don't <laughs> want you to hurt me. Mike, Mike is not playing with you now. I didn't know he was this mad. I didn't know he was this mad, but he appears to be sick. I already told you. I'm going to lose the faggots, nigga. Whenever I get around a faggot, I get irritated. So, why so when I get near a faggot faggots, like then? you, why are you always around faggots? Just, Explain that. That don't make sense. <laughs> You get irritated by faggots, but you're around them? It don't make sense. That's what I mean. It dog. does make sense. Off, it doesn't make sense to you because you're a faggot. This an off Because you're a faggot, it's hard for you to comprehend Because you don't think right. Understand, understand where I'm coming from. This is an off brand nigga from Ethiopia trying to sound like African American right now. And you're, that's you're, a faggot, you're a faggot from now, Atlanta. Listen, listen who to the dick on the low. Listen to the tricking off. And why are you always imagining somebody else being gay, bro? Like, you just said gay 30 times. You're telling no, me. No, no. You're telling me. I'm calling you a faggot because I like you calling you a faggot. It makes me feel better. This is a gay Ethiopian nigga who wanted to hang out in the hood. You see, look, look how weak your insults are. Look how weak that was. Look how weak you sound. You had a gay no, Ethiopian. You said I'm a Fucking bitch. You ain't saying these ain't You sound like a soft, limp-wristed bitch. Nah, because these ain't insults. These is true. These is true. I'm telling you who you actually are. Come on, now. You got to do better than that now. You got to do better than that. Oh, I'm from Ethiopia. I'm from Ethiopia. Oh, my God. That's supposed to mean something? Nigga, are you African? Where are you from? Notice how good. Are you black? Where are you from? Notice how Where good are you from? was just now. This nigga gay. But anyway, he's an Ethiopian dude, came to America, wasn't accepted in the hood, and now he hates black people. He's a Trump supporter. He has a lot of anger. I that's some bullshit, and he knows that he just made some why, shit up why, right why, there. That's, why bull, are you that's bullshit. Just, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just calling facts. You if if you're going to say something, say something real. Don't just start making up bullshit. You said you want to smoke, so let's get it. Now he won't, now he now he getting sensitive. So okay, so I'm not sensitive of anything, nigga. I'm still okay. calling you so a faggot, and I'm standing by so that. You are a faggot, and you a bitch, and you're a bum, and you live in your you mama's basement. That's all facts, nigga. I That's I all did, facts. This Sorry, nigga lives off the government. He's a bum. He's a bum. Now, which one is it? You said it's with my fam. Then you said it's with the government. Which one is it, bro? So my fam is no longer with us anymore. In case you didn't know. Just like yours, so no, nah, you're incorrect on that. I wish I could get some living off the government, but no, I can't do that. But honestly, getting back to what I was saying, this is an Ethiopian dude came to America, got rejected <laughs> by black people here, and he hates wow. black people because of that. Where did so you where did you come Trump up with that? Supporter. See, this is so not a question. Are you not a Trump supporter? That I'll tell you the fact. I voted for Trump. Are, I will are vote you, okay? So now. This anti-black Trump supporter. I am from Ethiopia. That's a fact. 
This whole so I got case, rejected in the hood bullshit. I don't know where you, you just made did. that up. You did. No, you, you just did. made some tell, shit up, nigga. I can tell how you curse. I can tell how you curse and how you say nigga. It don't sound authentic. It don't sound from the soul, nigga, because you fake. You a motherfucker. <laughs> how do you say it? How do you say it, nigga? Hold you on, sound like on, a cornball. You oh, my people sound. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Hold on, host, host, host. Catch this. You're the last one this to be talking a, about somebody's sound, nigga. Have you heard yourself? Catch, catch this. Catch this, host. This is an immigrant who is so coonish that he became a Trump supporter and hates African-Americans and his own kind. That's how lost this nigga is. Now, no, I hate Democrats because I know, I know because, the history of the Democratic listen, Party. Listen, I listen, voted for listen. Obama. I volunteered in the Obama campaign in 08. I volunteered in the DNC here in my oh, state. Oh, so oh, don't, oh, don't oh, give me this bullshit oh, about oh, hating oh, black oh, people oh, and oh, da-da-da-da-da. you just making up shit, nigga. Up, nigga. Shut your bitch ass up. Anti-African American ideas. He just showed you. I got an anti-Nas appeal, Nas. 
Now let's go back to Don't what try I was to saying. switch it up. No, Don't no, try no, to no, play no. the let's victim and try to do this saying. bullshit and your your usual collectivist bullshit. He's try to hide behind your group identity. I'm talking to you directly, nigga. You ain't answered a motherfucking question. So why are you scared? Nobody care about your questions. So of course you because you're a bitch. So this immigrant ass nigga came over here. Black folks rejected him. He took that to the heart. Like this cut is deep, bro. He thought he was gonna be his sisters and brothers, but niggas in the hood rejected him. So years later, as a grown nah, man, he just making shit this up nigga becomes if, a if black you, If he wants to know, if he wants to know why I got issue African Americans, it ain't got nothing to do with rejection. It's because it's because my brother got shot and my brother was killed when I was eleven by a gang member. Do shit That's about, what my issue is. I ain't got no problem with black people or African Americans. I got an issue with niggas and thugs in the streets that fucked up. That fucked up the neighborhood I grew up in. Man, get this fake ass nigga out of here. A gang member shot my brother, and I feel bad about that. That's a fact. I know you. I know it doesn't matter to you that my brother got killed, but that's a fact to me. You a bitch. That's the reality when it comes down to it. You got If I ever saw you in person, you wouldn't do a motherfucking thing. You shake like a bitch. I'd slap you anytime I wanted to, nigga. This, that's fantasy talk, nigga. You live in fantasies, nigga. I reject your proposal. You know what I'm saying? We shoot oh, this fuck whole you ass nigga out of Minnesota. You ain't saying shit, Nas. You that's a bum. You a bitch. And you a faggot. That. that don't change, you nigga. That, you still a bum ass nigga. nigga you still ain't changed none of that up. You a bro, ain't bum, ain't got a motherfucking thing. Good, bum as hell. Ain't shit about you good, man. Bum ass you nigga. You a bum. You married that fat bitch. Because you needed a green card, and now you live Yo, the life that's of a hilarious. supporter. Now, now I yourself. needed a green card now? I thought, I, thought, I thought earlier you said I came over here as a child with my family. Now you say I needed a green card to come over here? Get your facts right, man. You don't know what the fuck nigga, you're talking you, about now. Nigga, but the facts are still on the table that you a faggot and a bum you and you ice, broke you and you ain't got shit, day. nigga. You a bum. Why are you trying to hide from you that? See How come ice, you haven't addressed what, that issue? But you well, a bum. You see ice, Dirty you ass see bum, ice, nigga. You get nervous to this day, nigga. I can chill your blood by showing I'm you a U.S. citizen. What would I get nervous about? You what would I get nervous nigga. about? Tell me, that's what I get nervous about. Your ass could get deported. That little marriage ain't gonna hold, man. Hold on, no. You never know. I, that that bitch Mike. might chill over. I, I, gonna, I put Mike <laughs> on real quick. But I want to hear from Mike. Uh, you know, his reason for being a, a, a Trump supporter. I'm always interested to talk oh, to I a told you. Trump now, supporter. Now, now you're going to have to give him to tell the truth. I just told you why. Now, remember what I said. Let's see his answer. But remember what I told you. Right, I don't want you on the attack, man. I want you to educate your boy. Because, look, man, I'm I'm submersed in liberal sentiment being here in California. So I'm my ear is open to a dude, a brother with an opposing side of things. So educate me, man. What's, sure? what's the reason you for sure he's a black brother? What, what you mean, brother? You sure he's a brother? Well, he's a black man. I know he's a black man. Um, mm. So I, I go from there. So let me get mm. Mike on that. Now so that collective is bullshit. So now the black man has to be a Democrat? Now so a black man can have a view? I just don't think you're black. I don't think you're black, period. And what does it matter what you think? Does it mean anything so what you think? Mike, talk to me about that, though. I mean, it's... it's, it's by all means, I told you, he like hates himself and he person. hates black people, man. This is a big shit. This is all in his psyche, bro. 
What, what's that about? Yeah, so now, look, now, now I just didn't even know what he's saying there now. Now just a second ago you're he said, so I, I'm afraid of ICE and I'm afraid of getting deported, but I voted oh, for Trump. Nigga, don't make no sense. You then he said, I came here as a child with my family, but then he said, oh, I came over with a green card because I married an American. This nigga just makes up shit, man. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You was a refugee who got his green card from fucking the family. I'm not a I mean, refugee. <laughs> again, you're I mean, just making up is. shit. You just I'm keep sorry, making up shit, now. Is, Go ahead. That's but again, story, I'm, I'm going to say this to the host. Host, I, don't, I didn't catch your name. What's your name, by the way? Jay. Host, what's your name? Jay, okay, okay I'm going to say this to you. This, this nigga is a bum, and he hasn't has addressed that. He got shit. He's a bum. That's a fact. So now now I'm going to move on to your question. Now. This now, I'm going to your question. You were talking to you guys now, for a while. I voted for Trump. Now, yeah, this yeah. immigrant who's a no, Trump I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Jay. Back up for a second. No, I'm not talking to you either. I'm talking about you, bitch, nigga. So, this bitch nigga. Oh, right now here, you want to talk to You actually don't have a voice. You fucking faggot after you sat there for 15 minutes and let me call you out your name. Now, all of a sudden, you want to be bold. You're fucking punk. Faggot. You're still a faggot, by the way. Notice in the beginning. In the beginning, when I started going at Nas. What did he What did he say in response? He was saying to me, you you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. After about you 10, work. 15 minutes, all of a sudden, now I started saying, oh, you a bitch, nigga, this and that. All and of a sudden, started he started talking. Talking. Right. But yeah. in the beginning, yeah. in the beginning, you the, the nigga would say cornball. You heard him. You heard him, motherfucker, right? You let the in the beginning, the nigga was like, you're being weird. Nigga, I'm this nigga. nigga I'm on top. You ain't doing shit. Like, you're a faggot. 
y'all cornball, y'all fucking faking in front of the now for the audience because you got called a faggot and a bitch over and over again. Street vernacular, bro. That tell you where this nigga from. Like I said, he ain't from the hood. He's from the motherfucking refugee camp. He ain't been there. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one, now. It hurts his heart. Oh, that's a good one. I'm from the refugee camp. Okay, thank you, Nob. Because Appreciate black it. folks rejected that kid, this shit been sitting on nah, the floor for so long. Stop rejecting your childhood bro. on me, this okay? Shit is rough, Just because niggas treated you like I shit, bullies you, smack you around. They didn't fuck with you, bro. I understand. They didn't the fuck with you. Doesn't mean I have to mean, nigga. That's you. Are you seeing a therapist for this? I don't need to see a therapist. Bro. This is my therapy right now. Just getting to call you a faggot. Over and over again, what I enjoy it. Have they prescribed? The fact that me calling you a faggot makes my teeth white. It feels great. I love it. I love calling Nas a faggot anytime I want it. It's like a sport to me. And why are your jokes not funny? Like, again, oh. your obsession with gayness, that's a tale. <laughs> Am I trying to make jokes? Gayness. I'm not trying to make jokes. It's a tale. I'm, trying to, I'm insulting you. I'm not oh, making jokes. Tale. You're the one trying to make a joke. This is you're trying to come across and trying to save face. Off the fact that you're a faggot I'm and I'm wrong, do I stand by that, that and I've been calling you that all night, clown. and you ain't had so much to say back in response other than you're a weirdo, you're an immigrant, you're a refugee, you came from a refugee camp, oh, you're a so bitch, like, nigga, I fuck you, now, you faggot, you fucking faggot, how about that, nigga? Listen, Jay, I let him go. 
I thought he was going to give me with something serious. Something that was going to burn. Something that was going to hit. Something that was going to be bad. That's all you had? You fucking faggot. Oh my god, you are nigga, you are the you are the biggest cornball I have ever met in my fucking life. You fucking faggot. You don't know me. No, you are a faggot. I talk you enough, nigga. I know a faggot. I got, I got that faggot radar. I know when I'm around a faggot like you. Whenever I get around faggots, I get angry. What I tell y'all, you hear that? He got faggot radar. This nigga gay, bro. I told you that shit would come out. Oh no, you see, you see, Jay, this is this called projection. Now, now the, now the nigga that ran out of the thing, I just gonna throw that out there like that's what the mean something. Come on, man. I don't never have conversation about. I don't never have conversation about gay motherfuckers. You do. You, I know you're a bum. That's a fact too. You still haven't addressed that. You're, you're a bum. You ain't got refugee. shit. What do you do for a living, nigga? How do you make money? What do you do? Suck dick? You what do you do? Barely live here. You told that. What do you do? Already, bro. You tell. You do a repeat. What do you do, nigga? Answer the question. You do a repeat. Hey, hey, Jay. This ain't. This ain't. This ain't. The, this ain't the first time I'm asking him about that. Asked him about that before. The nigga can't do a repeat. The nigga's a bum. The nigga's a bum. The same joke. Answer the question, then, nigga. What you scared of saying? Nigga, why the fuck would I care about what you think or your questions? You a hoe and a weirdo. Okay, you see what I'm you saying? Once again, changing the subject because he's scared to say. That's not bum. changing the subject. That's outright. The nigga works in fucking McDonald's. Don't matter. It doesn't you know make a fucking dime. Broke as hell. You know they say black lives matter? Your black life is the one that don't matter. You bitch ass nigga. Thank you, Nas. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank no, you, no. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's, a, that's a compliment coming from you, Nas. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But you still didn't answer the question. What do you do for a living, nigga? Prove that you ain't a broke-ass bum. Tell me. Go ahead. Die slow and painful, nigga. Oh, thank you, Nas. Thank you. Understand that. I can't That's see why you guys thank are this you. mean to each other. I can't see why you guys are this mean to each other. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for this. I haven't seen two men go out of Jay, you, Jay, you know my behavior. Man. I don't normally. Nah, nah, listen, listen. Me, me and Nas, me and Nas have had, we've had arguments like this before. I don't know Nas has been a gentleman on this, this show. Far. No, we ain't never went this far with it. Normally, we just I mean, talk shit. No, no, you went that far before. We never. What this nigga don't tell you is. Last time I was on the show, we had a debate. After I hung up and left, then he started going on me when I wasn't there. I didn't hear it until after the fact when I listened to the podcast. So what this dude is trying to act and pretend like like he hasn't cussed me out, called me on my name, talked shit about me, like he hasn't done it before. But directly to you, though, not behind your back. Yeah, see, that's the difference between me and you, Nas. Directly to you. If I got an issue with you, I'm going to say directly to you, you got to say behind my back because you're a faggot. That's why I called you that. So you're saying yeah, I, don't no, no. I don't cuss you out all the time, bro. You try, that's what you're trying to say. I didn't say you did all the time. I said, well, okay. we did. Right, you waited right. till I got off the line. Then you started talking shit. So now I'm talking shit directly to you. That's the difference between you and me, Nas. I don't do that behind-the-back no. bitch power shit like you do. I'll speak to a man line, directly. I if I got a problem with you, you I'll say it straight like to I you because you're a faggot. Now, now, now we didn't now, got now, to don't try to say face now, nigga. No, you no, already no, done called out. You're that typical cowardly faggot, backbiting bullshit Dude, that you're on. I you ain't used to being confronted straight on. Time, we, we all you black, weirdo. But, but think about black. this, Jay. Think about this, Jay. This nigga listened to a podcast to see what I said about him and then stewed about it, I guess, for months. And then today <laughs> it finally came out. After months? 
You a weirdo, man. <laughs> I mean, how did you heard? You heard it again, Jay. You saw that, Jay? The corn, the cornball had to come you out. You have to do it again. Man. You're a weirdo. You're a this weirdo. Nigga, you fucking cornball. You see that? So, so, so this nigga had so to. He had to put on a front. Now, hey, Jay, you saw that? He fronted for about he was 10, 15 minutes. Night. He pretended to be a street nigga. He pretended to be able to talk that shit. And then once he calmed down, he went back to being a cornball again. You saw that, right? He's yeah, a I'm, fucking cornball. You know man. it. I'm who I am. Everybody knows that. But this yeah, is exactly. Thing, though, you man. are a faggot cornball nigga. That's what hey, you man. are. I agree. I, You're I finally coming around right, to it. I've been waiting for you to, I've been waiting were, for you to were, acknowledge were you reality for one time. This nigga was having no, I, I sleep fantastic. Yeah, I sleep great. About me. I love I'm it. Get that nigga. Uh, this nigga was mad. No, I just, I just, I just Big wanted man. to roast you in your face because Big I'm not man. with the cowardly behind the back <laughs> bullshit now that you're on. Man, you weird, bro. This, this is weird. because we have political differences, right? This is, this I don't know who this dude is, and this motherfucker is halfway across the world mad at me, bro, over a fucking internet broadcast. Damn. So, but this is over a political standpoint. So, so Mike, talk, talk I don't about because I don't remember the show, so I have no idea. Talk about it, Mike. No, me and not, me and I was a debate a lot of times. We used to debate on uh, this one show on Block Top. It's called uh, Sportalytics, I think. But it's like yep. a, it's like a political debate show. And we've we've been on other shows too. Like, and the thing about now, the thing I don't like about him is I call in the shows at the times, and I you know I have a discussion with. You know, another show. I'm not even thinking about this nigga. This nigga will call in to all these shows that I'm already called in at. Like he's following me around and shit. That's oh, the thing I don't like about paranoid. this fucking faggot. Bro, he does it paranoid. all the time. No, you did it. No, 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 the nigga, the nigga <laughs> did it tonight. The nigga did it tonight, right? I mean, I'm talking to Jay. Now I said to call in. I can't tell you how many shows, Jay. Listen, Jay. I'm a regular on this show. I can't tell you how many shows I've been on. Where I'm having, where we're having a discussion, and Nas will call in. That's how I even got to notice nigga in the first place. Cause I'd be on these different shows, and Nas would just call again. in after me and join the discussion, and you then start debating me on the you show. That's me. how I even got to notice, motherfucker, in the first you place. You don't know me, you weird motherfucker. It's not about you knowing know you. It's how I even came across you in the first place. Cause this nigga <laughs> would consistently you call in to every show I call into. Just like yeah, tonight. So, you see what happened tonight, right? He called in after I already was on. He does that all the time. I'm a regular on this show, bro. I'm always on this Not show. Not just this show. About? I'm talking about it. every other so, show I've been so, on. This nigga, that's how I even came across this dude. That's how me and him started having these debates. Because I would be I on the show, he called in, started debating me, and that's how we even got at it in the first place. He kept right, doing so it over tell, and over let's, and over let's, again. Let's tell, let's tell this, the let's nigga was fucking following me around like a fucking stalker and shit. On that sports show, on that sports show, I'm one of the members of the panel on that show. So how am I following him? On this no, show, not on, I'm not talking about a sports show. I'm talking about on other show. Be quiet, be quiet. Be quiet I started to debate you before you that show. Talking. Shut up, shut up. On this show, no, no, fuck you, nigga. I'll talk. I got theme music. I got theme music for when I come in. So obviously, I'm a regular on this show. Nobody following you. You just paranoid. I didn't say nothing. I didn't bro. say nothing about Jay's show, and me. I didn't say you were following me on Sportalytics. I'm talking about you on the other show because me and you started to debate. I started to debate you way before I ever even knew about the show Sportalytics. You were the one that yeah. was following up, making calls, People calling it whenever I'd be on, trying to debate me and shit. 
because you got mad because I was a conservative, and so you wanted to come on and put out your little progressive argument and go back at me. That's what you did. That's how I mean you started yeah. the debate. So uh, don't, yeah. don't, act, don't act like that's not what you did, nigga. Funny. Come on, man. This, That's this the only reason really, me and you got to be in the first place really is because you started no, by coming and debating me every show I was I on. I don't care about you. We don't have a beef. Then why do you keep following me or calling me up on shows I'm on? You fucking faggot. following you. You're weird. That's you, nigga. You think the internet yeah. show is somebody following you? No, that's the internet. I didn't say, nigga. I said you act shows. like a stalker because you, you call in on every show Nobody I was on to debate you. me. You just weird. Now you're changing the subject, you fucking flag. Look, look, man. No, nigga. This nigga's trying to change the subject on me, Jake. Listen. You think this you got knows what he did, on the okay? internet. The only reason, the only reason I even noticed, dude, and started debating him was because you would call in on shows I was on. That's real, Jake. I'm not making shit up, man. I'm keeping it real with you, man. You don't. That's the only reason I started debate this motherfucker. And and, and it was from there that shit picked up. Jay, you know how many times this nigga said he know me? You know how many times this nigga said he know me? He don't know me. It's not about knowing you, nigga. The fact that that you will call in and follow me on all these shows and just to debate me because you disagree with my political position, that's where this all started from. Now this dude's trying to change up the subject. Come on, man. Stop, please. You easy work. Why do you think you threw this tantrum Come on, how am I easy work when you're a fucking communist, nigga? Let me lay this. Come on, now. Stop playing. Let me tell you the truth about all this. He threw this fit tonight because he didn't want to have a discussion where we would have had to go back and forth because I would have chewed his ass up because he's really not good at debating. I beat him up a lot of times, and he's taking it to heart. That's I a lie. I didn't know I hurt you this month, man. I <laughs> no, that's I a lie. Listen, this, bro. this dude, this dude, this dude, when we went on Sportalytics, right? Oh. Well, let me, let me tell you, Jay. Let me just break it down for you how our debates go. Because on that show, on that show, it's always like five or six liberals, four or five liberals, and it's usually one conservative on it, and that's when I call in. And that's when we have our debates. This dude, I've beaten this guy in so many debates, it's not even funny. <laughs> Every single time we go at it. Because at the end of the day, this is what Nas's fundamental argument is. He advocates sounds, for communism. Like He's anti-capitalist. Like How the fuck can the you dude, be anti-capitalist who, living in America in 2020? Dude? The fact that you're who even you th- arguing and defending an ideology that failed in the 1900s as bad as communism did... That in itself proves you lost the argument from the jump. Who do you think no, wins these debates? No, the dude. No, 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 no. No, hold on, Jay. Don't, don't, don't fall for that. He throws that out there every time. That's his little trick. But who do you think what? wins the debate? The it's not a trick. It's a fact. The dude. Jay, I'm uh, Jay. Jay, what, what do you think now? His no, ideology. No, he don't want me to say this. He don't want me to say this. No, I'm, I'm, asking, think, I'm asking Jay. No, Jay, no, 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 what no, do you think that Nas's political ideology is? What do you think he? What ideology do you think he holds to? Oh shit, man! I would think he's probably a capitalist. We talk sports on him. We talk sports on him. You know? We talk politics on him. So yeah, he wouldn't you know. know. I have no idea to be honest with you, but I think yes, most we talk of sports on him. But, but, Jay, but, listen, but Jay, but Jay, yeah. listen to this point though. Think about it. Who you think wins most of these debates? If I don't think about this dude and he's downloading podcasts, mad as fuck about some shit I said to him months ago. Think about that shit, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I already told you. Hey, you heard what I said, Jay. It's not what he said to me. <laughs> it's the fact that he waited till I got off the line of talk shit, which is a straight faggot collar move. That's what I'm saying. That's a Get bitch the move. Fuck is out it not? Here, man. Get the fuck out hey, of here, No, I'm not, I'm not talking to you now because you're a faggot. I'm asking Jay. Time. Jay, Jay I'm going to ask you straight up. Isn't that, not, right isn't, that a, isn't that not some coward shit? Like, if, if I'm going to talk about a guy, you or anybody, 
I'm going to say it right to you. That's what a man does. But a coward-ass nigga waits till a motherfucker leaves the room to talk nigga. shit. Is that not true? Why is you lying? You just said I'm on No, shut the fuck up, nigga. I'm talking to Jay. Shut the fuck up, nigga. I'm talking to Jay. Jay, I'm asking you straight up, man. Give it real. And then you said, then you said, I'm talking to Jay. Man, would you shut your ass up for a second? Let the man speak. I'm asking the whole question. Would you shut the fuck up? Which one is it? No. I'm asking you now. Fake ass, see, okay, now nah, thank you, thank you, good, good, good job, now, good, good job, now, good job. Moving Throw on the to corner. what I was saying. Jay, I'm asking you a question. Moving on to what I was is saying. Is that Don't not some coward shit? Hey, hey, Jay, I'm asking you a question. Is this some coward shit that I downloaded this podcast and this guy was talking about me and it hurt my feelings really bad? And I've been mad about it for months. You a bitch. <laughs> you a bitch. Hey, man. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you, Mike. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your passion. And you that know, motherfucker was waking up got... in the middle of the night. That nigga Nas was talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was mad. Oh, I'm a damn hey, old I appreciate your passion, Mike. I appreciate your passion, Mike. I but you know what, though, passion. man? This dude is go. He's gonna download this podcast tonight, and he's gonna be so satisfied that he got to cuss with me, man. So his life was made today. Make no, I, 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 look, that's I gotta agree with Nas on one point. On one point, he's right. I do feel happy. a lot better talking to you about that. Saying the shit going your faggot, that felt fantastic. Make an immigrant happy. I feel, you know, I could, I could feel better you calling you a faggot. In fact, let me call you a faggot ten more times. You a faggot. It feels, yeah, it feels wonderful. You are gay. It, it feels great. I wish I, I wish I could call out every day. Call me faggot. It's what? Hey, hey, Jay, no, you should try no, it. Jay, no, call time no, one time. Go ahead, call me faggot. See how it feels. Listen to this nigga asking for help from the host. Host, I'm not gonna call anyone a faggot, man. I've been I haven't called anyone a faggot in a long time. Damn, man, this is sad. I'm going to start calling dudes faggots. I had man. no idea that this nigga was walking around with this shit in his chest. Mad as fuck. That nigga on the internet made me mad. I'm glad he got it off. I'm not walking with nothing on my chest. No, that, that, that was a nice try. Good good job. Good job. That I, nigga I know on you, the you internet like made you me mad. You feel like you got back at me? You feel oh, better? I did something. I did something. Yeah, you mad? You tried. You tried, but it was you missed. You missed because you, you made up a half a bunch of bullshit that wasn't even real. But you, you tried. I'll give it to you. I'll give you A for effort you now. Have told I'll give you A for effort. To this. Nah, you shouldn't have told me you've been holding on to this all this time, bro. I ain't never letting this go. That I made this nigga that mad, and I ain't never letting that go. Oh, that's you good. Hey, that I, 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 I'm just grateful for the fact that you sat there and let me talk shit to you like that for as long as I did. I just no, love the fact that you're such a baggy ass nigga, Unlike such you, a bitch, that you can sit the there internet. and let somebody talk to you like that for 20 minutes. I love it. Oh, hey, Dude, I wish you, that, you know what, Jay? He's right. You this shit is like therapy. I wish I could. I wish I could set up a 20 minute appointment with Nas. Yeah, fire, I could just call him a faggot and a bitch and a clown and a fire bum all day, every day. That'd be fantastic. I love it. Don't tell him no more about you getting touched. I know, Y'all man. We wasted the whole night in the show, man. Letting Y'all this nigga get this shit off his chest, man. No, no, this but is yeah, some man, entertainment. Man. This, is, this is some straight entertainment right here. Man, I'm very entertained by this y'all. Is called, I can, I can this tell is Jay's entertained. I mean, shit, we, we could have been debating the NBA. Who wouldn't be entertained? Everybody already heard that. But instead, people got to hear me, you go back and forth. So people got some yeah, entertainment. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. This is like a we, we got to see mental illness in real life form. Like, this nigga <laughs> is mad on the internet. Like, mad. 
That nigga on the internet. Oh man, that, Show, but that's a wrap. All right, big dog. All right, my bro. Next time. Yup. 